Welcome to Recently Logged, where we watched another Martin Scorsese movie. Hola. Hello. Here we are. Here we are again. We're, we're back at it again. Another episode, if you can even believe it. <laughs> Uh, and this week we are do, we're doing one of our one of our world famous uh, what we watched episode. World fa- I mean, I guess we do. We have international <laughs> listeners. I don't know. I don't know if it's world it's world, famous. world famous. World's. Uh, it's possible to know about it across the world. <laughs> uh, for those of you who do not know the what we watched episodes, we do not talk about any one specific movie. Instead, we talk about all of the movies we've seen <laughs> since a specific point. We talk about all of the movies. All of the movies. Uh, wow. what, is, what is that point for us this time? Because we didn't do a what we watched segment on our last I video. I was about to say, our last episode, we did a pretty long episode about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with Yossi, and we talked about some of the movies he watched, uh, but since we didn't cover what we watched uh, like over the course of the past week for that episode and this episode, we're going to do uh, June 27th to July 11th of 2022. All the movies we watched in that range. Quite a few. Quite a few, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to do we want to get yeah. into it? No, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so that starts that starts with me. <laughs> On the twenty seventh, I watched uh, Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers. Very nice. Eighties eighties <laughs> Scooby Doo movie. Um, this is one of the this is one of the Scooby, uh, Shaggy and Scrappy movies. For for those of you who do not know. <laughs> Uh, in those movies, the the gang isn't there. There's no Mr. Incorporated. Uh-uh. There's no Fred. There's no Velma. Shaggy there's has no, no incentive to investigate anything whatsoever. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not a whole lot of mystery solving that goes on in these. But nice. Scrappy is amazing, so that's a plus. Uh, but actually, my biggest problem with all of these, I think I've seen all of this run of movies for the red shirt Scooby Scrappy yeah. Shaggy at this point. And my biggest problem with all of these is it's like they don't trust their main characters to lead the movie at all. Mm. Um, and this one, especially the Boo Brothers are really annoying. And like, <laughs> like that's how it is for all of them. Like the side characters are just really annoying and usually have way more to do than the actual characters. That sucks because Scrappy is such a fun character. Yeah. So like most of this movie is just them kind of like doing random bits. <laughs> Nice. That's 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 about it. Uh, but you know, it's fine. I gave it a two and a half out of five. Um, yeah, I guess it's still me. Yeah. Also, on the twenty seventh, <laughs> I watched Buster Mall's Heart. I don't. I don't know what this is. I didn't uh, see this. This is this is an indie movie. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, starring Rami Malek. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Very weird. Not sure I fully liked it, but like <laughs> it definitely was interesting. Okay. Um. I think I think my biggest complaint about it is it does this thing where it tries to be like serious about this guy having like a lot of mental health stuff, but yet it also kind of seems like it's treating him as a joke sometimes. Oh, um, oh no! <laughs> which is not great. <laughs> not a, not a plus. <laughs> um, when it's like a really like serious like thing that happens, it's a whole it's a whole thing. But okay. like the filmmaking was neat. <laughs> Rami Malek's performance was good. I just don't fully know how I feel about it. I would need to watch it again. Okay. Uh, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Not too shabby. Uh, and on the twenty eighth, I got I got on the phone with my good buddy Luke, friend of the podcast, <laughs> and we friend. watched we watched uh, Doctor Who: The Christmas Invasion. Uh, we actually watched another Doctor Who episode, which. Luke claims to be the best of the series, which it was pretty great. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, but we also watched uh, the first David Tennant episode, Christmas Invasion, and it was pretty good. Uh, had you not seen it before? I had never seen it before. I've, no. I've, I've seen that episode. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fun. Uh, David Tennant is fun. So. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen most of the David Tennant Doctor. He's a good, he's a good one. But yeah, I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> then on the 29th, 29th. together as, as a combined collective, <laughs> a collective. we watched uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. My second or third time watching? I think second. Um, this was like my fourth time watching it. I, think. I don't remember. <laughs> 
Um, one of the, one of my favorite Spielberg movies. I really love Catch Me If You Can. Um, DiCaprio so, is man. really fantastic in it. <laughs> Tom Hanks is really fun in it. Um, this might be my favorite Tom Hanks role. The honestly. movie looks outstanding. I, I think I commented <laughs> on how much it honestly, I don't know how they pull it off, but in a lot of instances, it actually looks like a 60s movie. <laughs> right. Um, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, stylistically, it's great. The cinematography is some of my favorite in a Spielberg movie. Um, Tom Hanks is great. It's it's great. It's a great, it's a very movie. very cool movie. Yeah, uh, I don't really have too much to say about it. You know, even even like every time I've watched it, I've kind of been like, "Wow, that's great." And then like, yeah, the, I don't know. There's nothing particularly of note, which is why it's not like. I mean, besides like the, not the. <laughs> I was that's a bad way to put it. Man. There is stuff to note, but it's all like just like that bar of like really really good all the way around. Yeah, so nothing really stands out. Okay, that's fair, I guess. I think the biggest standout for me is DiCaprio's performance. Yeah. Um, I I think I really admire it from the perspective of a, like, real event being adapted into a movie, because this is one of the best instances I've seen of that. Maybe the best. Probably the best, man. What's another instance <laughs> of, like, a real story being yeah, this good? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, this this, I think, is the best case scenario of doing something like that. And um, I don't know. It, I think it works really well thematically and technically. It's right. really great. Uh, but I gave it a five out of five. I thought crazy it was story, <laughs> right? Uh, I gave it a four and a half out of five, which is funny because categorically, I like it more than Rocky. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was about to say in the past, Micah has uh, sung its praises much more than I have. But I, I it clicked for me a lot on the second time around. Uh, then also on the 29th, we watched Annabelle. Annabelle. The, the Conjuring prequel. Ayo. <laughs> Never seen The Conjuring, but <laughs> Annabelle was, um, you know, it was pretty good. It was it was fine. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was unfortunately about what I was expecting with it, where it was just kind of like completely dry, but like not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good way of putting it. I, I think... It is pretty good, but it's not great. I don't know. I don't know how to describe Annabelle because I agree with what you say. With like, it's really super dry and kind of generic and yeah, everything. Like, there's nothing really that stands out. I don't none know. Of the performances, none of the characters. Maybe, the maybe moments. I just like the tropes that are here yeah, enough that know, it kept that it kept me entertained. You gave this I liked pretty, it. Yeah. A pretty generous rating. I don't think I've seen somebody <laughs> give Annabelle that high of a rating. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was fun. I gave it a two and a half. I, th- I thought it was fun. <laughs> I liked the ideas that it had going. I liked um, a lot of the sequences in it. I, I thought See, it was I, fun. I don't it... even think it used its horror sequences <laughs> that well. You know, like that was actually something that disappointed me Aww. that its horror sequences just like were fine. No, I just, I just wish it had made Annabelle more of an antagonistic force in the actual movie, like rather than just like vague horror stuff and you know but i other than that i thought it was pretty fun so but yeah no three and a half pretty solid but not like great you know (laughs) and oh yeah it's you (laughs) oh yeah and then on the uh 29th i I was waiting for you to say your rating i don't yeah i already said okay (laughs) on the 29th i watched uh castaway for the first time uh my i don't know how many if Robert Zemeckis film, maybe fourth or fifth. I was about to say, probably fourth. Yeah, um, but it was really good. Uh, it might be my new favorite of his, maybe barring Back to the Future, I don't know. Uh, but Castaway, very good. Uh, Tom Hanks is very good in it, and Micah should watch it sometime. <laughs> it's a very good movie. <laughs> I gave it a four and a half. Uh, then also on the 29th or maybe the 30th, yeah. I, I, I dropped it back to Depends the 29th because that's when it was, that's when its anniversary was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we started it then and that's the only time I'll do that. Uh, but we watched Ratatouille, Ratatouille. on its anniversary. One of my favorite films uh, ever. Yeah. It's very, very good. I mean, good. it's a good, it's a good movie. Uh, one of the best animated <laughs> movies out there. I, I really just, I love it. I love it so much. I love watching it so much. I said it was one of the best animated movies of my lifetime. It's it's hilarious. I would, I would stand by it's that. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's a great movie. Great I love movie. It. Gotta love it. I, I gave it a five out of five. Uh, I also gave it a five out of five. Great stuff. 
then on the 30th, I watched A Cat in Paris, a French animated film about a cat <laughs> in, in Paris. Paris. <laughs> the cat went to Paris. <laughs> uh, which is which is really, it's a, it's a really fun movie. It's very French in its comedy. <laughs> like, just, like, I've only seen, like, three French movies. All, all like, French animated movies, okay, I should okay. say. I've seen more live action. But, yeah, French animated movies, and they're all, like, shockingly similar in their comedy taste. <laughs> they're but, very funny, Mike. <laughs> but I guess that's also, you could say the same for, like, American animated movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just think it's interesting. <laughs> um, but the animation was beautiful. That was definitely yes. a highlight of the movie. Yes. Um, the story was fun and sweet and not too complicated. It's a pretty short movie. Nice. And it's actually surprising how much they pack into, like, a 90-minute runtime or something. Actually, it might be shorter than that. Um, I know I know a lot of people who really like this movie. But I can't no, wait to watch it. It's a really neat movie. It's really funny. It's really cool. Uh, and, yeah, definitely the animation. Uh, I gave it, it a four out of five. And then on the first uh, of July, our very first movie we watched in <laughs> July, uh, we watched Scooby Doo and the Gourmet Ghosts. Heck yes, Scooby Doo and the Gourmet Ghosts, like featuring a, Bobby Flay, the big Food Network crossover <laughs> for Scooby Doo. <laughs> What's uh, what's the Venn diagram look like for the Scooby Doo fan base and the Food Network fan base? Uh, so I've so I've said it a couple times before on the podcast, but I'm doing I'm doing a thing where I'm trying to watch every single Scooby Doo movie. Good luck. So that's that's why so many Scooby Doo movies <laughs> yeah, have been yeah. popping up. Uh, but yeah, Scooby Doo and the Gourmet Ghost. This is a weird one. Pretty fun. It is pretty fun I will though. Say. Master Shake is here. Ma- <laughs> I don't know why, but he's here, and he's very similar to I don't understand. They hired this guy to be in the movie, and then he's literally just doing his Master Shake bit for the whole movie. Like, like literally, you could animate Master Shake over his character, and it would be, like, the same. It would work, like, 90% of the time. It's really... It's weird. Wait, it's really funny. It is a funny movie. I try to not get hiccups here. Micah, don't get the hiccups on the pod. But Gourmet Ghost, I thought it was really funny and used its Food Network crossover premise surprisingly well. I was about to say there's uh, several Scooby-Doo crossovers. I don't understand why. (laughs) Even even if it's not like a full-on like quote-unquote crossover. They don't use their premise especially well, and, and this is this is not my favorite use. I don't know. I don't like, like the automated <laughs> kitchen thing. That's weird, but like it still works well, and yeah. I like I like having a story relating to cooking, and the gourmet ghost villain is really fun. Yeah, but it is also really goofy that it has to do with the Revolutionary War. <laughs> it's a it's kind of a goofy movie on the whole, really. I gave it a three out of five. I gave it a four out of five. Really like it. Scooby more than me. Apparently. You know what else I gave a four to five, Mike? <laughs> what? Uh, the 2019 film Weathering with You, which we also watched on the first. Whoa! I gave that a three and a half. There you go. Um, I think I think Weathering with You is a very interesting movie. The yeah. animation is beautiful. Um, but having seen several uh, anime movies like this. Uh, at this point, having, I do, s- having seen several anime movies, I do really no like specifically yeah, like yeah. this. I do really feel like a lot of the complaints about this are pretty valid of the fact that it gets kind of caught up with its own tropes and kind of self-serious um, and yet doesn't really do much with its own like kind of big themes that's fair. Yeah, I do wish it kind of had gone a little deeper into some of the stuff that it presents, but because yeah, it, pre- it presents a lot, and they also kind <laughs> of like do a big thing at the end that had major ramifications for the world. <laughs> but it's fine. I was about to say that's honestly one of the b- things that bothers me the most about this is like it's kind of, I don't know, the kind of the thing it says about you know climate change and everything and how it affects people but like i don't know it's it's kind of an odd movie no because see again and that's where a lot of people i've seen and i and i agree with this complaint um yeah especially coming from again the director of your name who kind of like popularized ton of these tropes uh in these movies um like he he presents all of these bigger ideas. He's going bigger and bolder yeah. and more intense. And there's like the, the you know there's a lot of pretty like mature themes in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of mostly drops 
like the idea of most of them and just a favor of uh, another quirky guy meets powerful girl <laughs> and they run off together. Quirky guy meets powerful girl. <laughs> nice. That's 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 his shtick. Me and who? <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, like like it kind of drops everything for yeah, its no. childlike romance. Yeah, which, no, it does. You know, it's fine. And, it, and, you know, like, the romance is really sweet. I like the characters a lot. Yeah. Um, it leaves a little to be desired. But, yeah. I gave it a four still, out of five. Still a cool movie. Still <laughs> enjoyable. I'm just saying yeah. that's, that's yeah. what I could definitely feel. I would be very proud if it. I made something like this. No, and, and I, I agree. <laughs> like, and, again, the animation is beautiful. Yeah. I gave it, again, a three and a half. There you go. And on the same day, we also watched uh, <laughs> Drew Barrymore's Drew Barrymore's directorial feature film, Whip, Whip It. it. Who knew Drew Barrymore directed a movie? Who knew? And who knew it was good? Who knew? <laughs> a very weird movie. Yeah. Um, you I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Well, there's I, not much. Else to I don't say have too much it. to say about it. Uh, <laughs> roller roller derby stuff is cool. I I mean, it's a very generic coming of age movie. Yeah, like, like paint by the numbers, <laughs> like coming of age. It's a two thousands coming of age movie directed by Drew Barrymore. But it's fun, and that's the that's pretty much all you need cool. to know. Kristen Wiig is here. <laughs> what is Kristen Wiig doing here? Drew Barrymore is beating people up on screen. It, that's good. It's, it's that's, a fun, that's a net good. <laughs> it's a fun movie, you know. Uh, it, not not too much of note. For yeah. Me. But I, I also gave it a four out of five. I, get, I, gave, three, it a, four I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, and then, then later that night. Later that very same night. Thank goodness we watched a lot of movies. <laughs> we would, mom, <laughs> Okay. So, so I was sick and I got my mom sick. Oh, man. And when we're both sick and we don't or we're not doing anything in particular <laughs> we end up just like watching a ton of movies i mean uh, i'm not complaining but uh, yeah that night we watched annihilation annihilation very first Al- time alex garland alex garland you know we'd seen and you know we did a whole episode on sunshine which he did not direct but he did write he did write and i was very much looking forward to watching something else that he had like worked on which obviously he directed this one so. yeah uh, yeah, this was our first Alex Garland like direction. Yeah, um, very interesting film. Very um, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I have I have a lot of complaints with it, but it ends up working better than mo- like like than most of my complaints would like. Like I don't know. It's a very it's a very fun, very cool, very interesting movie to be in while you're watching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do think its its screenplay definitely leaves a lot to be desired. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it entirely yet. I I put it in my top fifty after we finished watching it, and I I genuinely don't know how I feel about uh, some of its writing choices. <laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. It's very, I don't know. It feels very flat in a lot of instances to me. And I really wish it used its really, really, really cool premise. Right. And really, really, really cool visuals and visual horror and cool stuff. Uh, like a little bit more. Like I just wanted, wanted so good. That's fair. Like, like so many things in the shimmer. I'm like, that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just doesn't it doesn't give you enough um, thematically and emotionally for me anyway to actually like fully connect to anything in the shimmer and anything that's going on, which made me sad. I could see that. It's cool. <laughs> I, I really like adored it. And I don't know, I got a bunch out of it personally. I, I feel like this is one of the movies I could probably like rewatch forever yeah, and just no, be man, like yes. it was it was very good <laughs> yes. like don't get me wrong i gave it i gave it a four and a half out of five i was leaning four to four and a half to be yeah. fair but like it's very good i was about to say i i need to watch more alex garland stuff because the way this man writes sci-fi is so cool and i'm a little scared to watch something like men where which is not as like sci-fi based and more horror i don't know i don't know how he's going to do with something yeah, I've like heard, that I've, I've heard it's it's pretty rough unfortunately yeah. but yeah no annihilation i loved it uh new one of my new favorite films the vfx um the are vfx insane. are amazing um insane it's one of, it's, it's one the of the best few vfx movie i've ever seen yeah it's one of the few modern sci-fi movies where i'm like this is you know it's a sci-fi movie baby <laughs> i i love it <laughs> but yeah no 
Uh, I give it a five if that wasn't apparent. <laughs> uh, then on the second, the second, I watched Disappearance at Clifton Hill. I don't, I don't know what that um, is. <laughs> it's a weird 2019 indie movie uh, about, a, about indie a pathological flicks. liar. Oh. And yet they never really acknowledge that. Oh, no. Like they kind of do. <laughs> At the very end. <laughs> uh, but da- David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. He is in the movie. Oh, he stars in the movie. He, he plays a character <laughs> in the movie who runs a conspiracy theory podcast. What? <laughs> and also dives for dead people. Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> that is David, David Cronenberg. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, very weird. It's really the only interesting thing going on here because the the story wasn't that interesting. The characters weren't that interesting. The filmmaking was pretty just fine. Uh, Uh, Like, it wasn't bad by any means, but, like, it just wasn't that interesting of a mystery or a story. David Cronenberg, though, (laughs) he was actually surprisingly really fun in it. Good. I gave it a three (laughs) out of five. Wasn't that great, though. Nice. Um, then also on the second, <laughs> I watched First Reform. First Reform. Paul Schrader. Your first Paul Schrader film. Baby's first Paul Schrader. <laughs> Baby's first Paul Schrader film. Um, Scary thought. <laughs> I mean, out of, out of any Paul Schrader film, I guess it could be this one. Nice. It's pretty, pretty... Hmm. <laughs> pretty baby appropriate. Like <laughs> No, but better than most of his. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, not watching the card counter with your with your child i hope <laughs> uh yeah first reformed i'd heard great things about it and i like i really like i absolutely loved it i've been doing like nothing but thinking about first reformed <laughs> since i watched it um shifting I'm, into first reformed mode. <laughs> it looks beautiful it's it's like kind of a beautifully brutal film to watch the performances from ethan hawk and amanda seafried are amazing and so much fun to watch um, they, it's ideas both like spiritually and religiously, extremely cool. Nice. It's environmental stuff, very fun. Um, <laughs> environmental stuff, very fun. <laughs> no, I just like that it plays with those themes. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very cool from a movie like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and like the filmmaking is just surprisingly, just like I don't know, I, I, I don't know. Surprisingly, I, I've never seen a Paul Schrader <laughs> film. I know he's a good writer. But, like, surprisingly, extremely cool, very up my alley in terms of filmmaking. And it just, uh, I don't know, the movie very much hit home with me. Nice. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching like it, man. probably what, what I would consider to be one of the best films that I've seen in a while. Oh, wow. I've seen a lot of good films. Uh, is it better than Phantom Thread, Mike? It came out in 2017. <laughs> is it the movie of the year? <laughs> I would say, quality-wise, it is equal with Phantom Thread. Wow, okay. Dang. Um, I don't know know which one I would pick. I'd probably pick First Reformed. Wow. Quality-wise, I would say it is equal with with Phantom Thread. I guess I need to watch First Reformed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I gave it a 5 out of 5, if you can imagine. (laughs) Um, And and then uh, on the same day. We, uh, we watched more cinema. More cinema. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Written by Paul Schrader. <laughs> what would Paul Schrader's Sonic the Hedgehog 2 look like? We don't know. Uh, which which we pa- demand Sonic, to know. <laughs> oh, man. That would be very interesting. Sonic 2 is an Sonic odd picture. Two, uh, I actually, I think I liked it more than Sonic. I, yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, you know, I have, I, have, I have a lot of problems with, <laughs> with the first Sonic, especially being a, a longtime Sonic fan. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this hits so many more of, like, I don't know. I think the first one struggles a lot being, like, a Sonic origin story, um, which I really didn't, yeah. I didn't like that about it a, a lot. It was like, <laughs> oh, wow, Sonic origin story. And it's not even, like, actual Sonic origin story. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, Sonic in, like, Sonic world... It is Sonic coming to human world well, origin we see, story. We see baby Sonic briefly. Dude, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted more. But anyway, this movie kind of delivers on that one yeah. for more and the fact that we have more of the Sonic side character repertoire, which yeah. is very good. Not to mention Eggman is in full form here, which oh, is yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, like, again, the first one suffers so much from being, like, a weird origin story. Yeah, no, this it gets one, it gets dragged down by being the, f- like, first film of the franchise, for this sure. This one allows its characters to just be its characters. Jim Carrey's Eggman <laughs> is amazing. 
He's so much fun. I don't know how I feel about Jim Carrey's Eggman. Dude, so many of the... I don't know why it's a reoccurring thing with his character in this movie, but, like, it'll be, like, doing, like, a slow motion something, and he'll slide into frame. Oh, my goodness, And it's beautiful. (laughs) He does it so much. It's fun. It's fun for Uh, sure. I don't know what else to say about it, honestly. Knuckles isn't my favorite in this. I was kind of sad about that. Yeah. I did not like this take on Knuckles' character, because, like, they did that whole kind of thing where he's kind of like like at first it seems like oh he's just not adapt to the human world but then he like the way they have his character especially towards the end just seems like he's genuinely stupid <laughs> right <laughs> like that he just doesn't understand and i'm like dude it's knuckles knuckles is not what are you talking about why knuckles is he is not a big like dum-dum <laughs> he's not a big dum-dum <laughs> He, he he believes his beliefs. He's very strong in protecting the emeralds. He he sometimes <laughs> plays at odds against Sonic. It, it's <laughs> but like and he got tricked by Eggman in this. But that does not mean he should be stupid. Micah, Micah wants like a character uh, duel kind of thing with the like the prestige <laughs> between Knuckles and Sonic. That is not that's that what is he not wants. true. <laughs> that's save what that, he wants save for that Sonic for, Save that for the the rated R Shadow movie. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, but it, I like that. That is one thing that genuinely annoyed me because I really like uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles. I think that's a really that's cool a fun voice casting, casting yeah. choice. Um, Idris Elba needs to be in more comedies. And is I just, my conclusion. <laughs> and I just thought by the end that Knuckles kind of annoyed me, even though he's one of my favorite Fair. characters from like Sonic canon. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to discuss, especially as a Sonic fan. But I don't know. I, I think on the whole, less James Marsden. Yeah, less James more, Marsden. More Sonic lore. James Marsden stuff in this movie is a lot funnier. I will say. Yeah, and I was about to say, <laughs> and the human stuff, which there is less of, work like is a lot funnier because yeah. it's like they're Small not dose. doing too much. They're just like, here's this goofy <laughs> thing that's happening, right? It kind of kind of uh, plays off the Barb and Star energy, which yeah. we need more of in modern cinema. <laughs> so yeah, cool movie. I gave it a three and a half. I also gave it a three and a half. Uh, <laughs> th- what, oh, oh like, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to see what that was. <laughs> we watched it. Um, <laughs> it wasn't good. On the third, uh, we watched uh, July third. We watched America: The Untold Story, which was a little like half hour thing uh that we watched uh, our church was do uh like played it for our fourth of july service kind of thing uh and it was fine <laughs> you know it's like it's like a historic video documentary it's the kind thing of thing you would see on like the history in, channel in, or no, something no, in a museum <laughs> In, like, one of those really kind of, like, lame movie exhibits. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It has some cool stuff in it, and it has, like, some interesting choices narratively, like, in its production. But, like, other than that, it's pretty boring, so... They were like, Mama, Papa. Mama. Look, it's America. It's America. <laughs> the untold story. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah I no. didn't like it. I, didn't, I, I, I gave didn't it, a th- it either. I gave it a three out of five. I thought it was all right. Uh, then on the third, we watched Wild Strawberries yeah. by Ingmar Bergman. Another Bergman film. Cool We're, movie. He's a good director. Bergman. Who'd have cool. thought it? Shout out to Ingmar Bergman. He's a cool filmmaker. I fear for <laughs> his childhood. <laughs> yeah, no, Wild Strawberries. Um, what to say about Wild yeah, Strawberries? It's very, it's a very cool. I love, I love this movie. Like that, it's Ingmar Bergman. Like. <laughs> a little bit more unhinged filmmaking wise yeah. compared to Autumn Sonata because Autumn Sonata kind of letting loose. Autumn here. Sonata kind of banks off of its realism, mm-hmm. even though it kind of breaks the fourth wall. Um, <laughs> right. But this this very much has the opportunity to to have a lot of fun uh, cinematic things. The nightmare sequences. Oh are my so goodness, cool. dude! The nightmare sequences are so good in this. That's like it's super. <laughs> sick. That's a standout, really. Um, and like. Like just just scene to scene, it's so great. It's so interesting to watch these characters unfold. Uh, Ingmar Bergman has such a really, really unique and cool understanding of what it means to be like a person. Yeah, and he uses that to interesting effect because usually it's what it means to like in his films. It's usually what it means to be kind of like a sad, jaded person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But no, Wild Strawberries, really fun character study, um, funnier than I anticipated. Right? It's funny, and it's got kind of a hopeful ending, yeah. and like it's it's cool. Like it's, it's it's a much more uplifting, even though it's still like depressing. Ingmar Bergman, still film. depressing, but at least it's kind of happy. I don't know. Yeah, like it's it's cool. I, I really liked it. Um, I gave it a four and a half out of five. I also gave it a four and a half out of five. Good stuff. Uh, Same day we watched a uh, new Michael Mann Michael movie. Mann. Well, not a new Michael Mr. Mann. Mr. Mann. New to us. New to us. We uh, watched Collateral. Collateral. It Tom was, Cruise. It was, it was Tom, Tom Cruise's, Cruise's birthday. birthday. So we, we were like, we're going to watch a Tom Cruise movie, and we watched Collateral. <laughs> Shout out to Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise in this. They're, they're giving outstanding performances. I don't know. Maybe I just watched the wrong Jamie Foxx performances. Right, our introduction to Jamie Foxx in movies was Amazing Spider-Man 2. But, like, I don't know. I always, like, dreaded whenever I saw Jamie Foxx come on screen. And now that I've seen Baby Driver and Collateral, I actually think he's pretty Dude, good I, I loved, as an actor. I loved Jamie Foxx in this. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Um... This Michael is Mann. Such, this is such a good movie. So is it a very my cool first filmmaker? my first Michael Mann movie was Black Hat, <laughs> yeah. which is very good. But I wasn't like it didn't fully work for me. It wasn't like my thing. Fair. I really loved it stylistically, and was like, man, I'm sure if there was a better movie like this <laughs> in the same stylistic and cinematic language, I would love it. There and you that go. was Collateral. And there, now you watch Collateral, and there it is. <laughs> it's happened. Uh, I, I love the way it approaches its characters and its action. Yeah. It looks beautiful, and it's really unique and fun. Oh my goodness, man. It's just such a, it's just such a good movie. Like, just such a solid movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the best straight-up thrillers I've seen in a while. Again, there's only one creative choice I don't like, and it's that one needle drop in the movie. I don't, I don't like it. It's very, very early, like, very 2000s of it, and I want to murder it. I thought you were going to say, like, Tom Cruise's gray hair or something. No, Tom Cruise's gray hair works great. <laughs> I it love really, his it gray really hair. Adds, it adds to the layer of psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you, you could talk about so much with Collateral. Like, there's there's so much going on thematically. and No, it's a very I, rich film. Yeah, it's a very, very cool rich film. Movie. The performances are outstanding. The action is fantastic. It looks so good. Like uh, the entire thing it does takes look place in like LA at night, and it's just like it's a really cool movie to be in. If you've never seen Collateral before, it is definitely one I would recommend checking Indeed. out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I give it a five out of five. <laughs> I also give it a five out of five. It's good, Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Uh, then, Mann. On, then on the fourth, I watched Something Evil. Uh, what movie did you watch? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was one of Steven Spielberg's first movies ever. Amazing. I think it's really confusing because I saw one thing say that it was his first movie, but I've seen another thing say that Duel was his first movie, so I really don't know. Did they come out like the same year or something? I think they came out the same Oh, year. that's confusing. I don't know. But this was a made-for-TV movie directed by Steven Spielberg's nice. um, horror movie if you couldn't grab from the name and i thought it was really funny because it's like it's like a it's essentially like a pg like horror movie and <laughs> nice. for some reason it followed the same kind of exact same story as like all like for for years i was like searching for a good pg13 horror movie and they all <laughs> followed the same plot and this also follows that plot like it's it's literally insidious but like different nice and unfortunately not as fun spielberg flavored um, in city <laughs> like spielberg is still coming off like with spielberg talent here but you can tell that it is not really like fully developed spielberg not really fully yeah. out there spielberg um he's not really letting loose um again he didn't have as much creative control over this as something like duel or jaws yeah um this was kind of just more a thing that he made um, nice. But it was still really fun. There were some really cool instances of horror here. It's just really kind of weird and very TV. <laughs> I gave it a three out of five. There you go. Uh, shout A quick shout out to How to Haunt a House. Uh, goofy short from uh, the 90s. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, on the fourth, we watched uh, what we advertised at the beginning of this episode, a new Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. New to us, anyway. Uh, I mean, it's one of his newer it's new, films. Yeah, newer, for sure. Uh, Shutter Island. Shutter Island. 2010. Surprisingly similar to Inception. I, I, don't, I don't understand why. 
Um, <laughs> you know, Shutter Island has has kind of a kind of a kind of a bad rep in terms of really? Scorsese movies. Like it's you no know, people really like it, oh, but like in oh. terms of like in the in the scope of his career, in the scope of his career, it's not seen I've as seen one of the a lot of people ones. that like have said it's pretty like mid high tier. Okay, like not, but I don't know. Like I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed it maybe even more than something like Silence, which I think is, like, a masterpiece. I don't know. <laughs> Paul Schrader has some questions. <laughs> Apparently Paul Schrader didn't like Silence That's that so much. That's so funny, dude. And he made, he made First Reformed instead. <laughs> that was... That was... <laughs> I, you know, do your own thing, Paul Schrader. I'm, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I think this is probably one of like the most visually beautiful films i've oh, ever goodness, seen man um, the lighting is so the lighting good. is outstanding the the, the cinematography is and great the, and the cinematography are great I, I think what really works for this movie so much for me is i really just love the vibe of the movie like <laughs> like there there's really yeah, something yeah. about the atmosphere and the vibe of this movie that i'm like yes i was about to say I all of this. the all of like the ambient uh, island sounds and like the score and everything you know it, it's it's a very it's a very nice like atmosphere well not nice but nice. It's very pleasant i like not to, not a to pleasant take atmosphere. a stroll around shutter island <laughs> but it's a nice movie to just like sit in because you can just soak it in for a while it's nice yeah, it's a no, nice movie I, I, I think I think the I think the story was really fun. I think yeah. it, I think it's predictable. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's so predictable." Oh, I can't believe Martin Scorsese would write a twist like that. I mean, it's based off of a book anyway. Yeah. But like, who cares that it's predictable? Yeah, well, it's I, still fun. It's still know. an interesting exploration even of if the you, character. I was about to say, even if you see it coming, like, but I don't know. That doesn't ruin it in my mind. I think that makes it. It may, if anything more interesting to watch because you can pick up on a, a lot of the smaller details yeah. here but i don't know it's a it, fun movie DiCaprio's i loved it. performance super cool this is one of my favorite dicaprio performances mark ruffalo is really fun in this <laughs> mark shout ruffalo. out to mark ruffalo mike mark, mark ruffalo does like the same thing in every movie but i love i love it but sometimes. it's good <laughs> what about in collateral Robbie? he's not doing just the same thing in that one he has a different haircut he has a different haircut <laughs> Wow. Uh, I gave it a 5 out of 5. I also gave it a 5 out of 5. Surprise, I loved it. Surprisingly emotional, too. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, <laughs> I watched Shutter <laughs> Island emotional. <laughs> um, and then on the 5th, I watched uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, which I'd been wanting to check out ever since the like 2017 Oscars, which is a weird thing to say because I didn't really get into <laughs> film until like, 2018. But I heard a lot about uh, Three Billboards back when it... Like, like, from who? I don't know. I don't. I just remember hearing a lot I'd, about it. I I did not. I I had not heard about it until like the last couple of years. Um, but it was it was pretty good. I I would say great, but I hesitate to call it that because there's a lot of things on like a screenplay level that are kind of weird and almost bad. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, it's a very interesting film, just like on its own merits, because like. It's a very domestic film in a lot of ways. Like, it's very small and contained. Yeah. And it, it does a very good job of uh, shifting your expectations and changing its stakes, like, with almost every scene, which is very interesting and kind of hard to do. <laughs> um, so it's a very interesting watch, and I really liked uh, Francis McDormand in this. A lot of the performances are really great, actually. Um, there's some really great scenes. Uh, it's occasionally very well directed. Wow. Um, but I don't know. It, it never fully clicked for me. And I, I think I want to give it a rewatch sometime to see how I feel about it a second time around. Because I, I didn't really like any of the stuff that they did with Sam Rockwell's character in this. Um, but it was, it was good. I liked it. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah. Uh, and then on the fifth, I watched uh, Stage Fright. Stage fright. Stage fright. A uh, old Hitchcock movie, very British, uh, very theater y, if that makes any sense. Theatrical, I guess that's a better word. Theatrical. About um, the theater. You can tell it's early Hitchcock. A lot of his earlier stuff has a very similar feel, but uh, you know, it still has like his trademark like mystery energy, which I very much like. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I don't nice. Know. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then on what did the... You, what did you rate it? Oh, right, right. I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> uh, then on the, sixth, on the sixth, I watched Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword. The Samurai Sword. Uh, samurai Sword. <laughs> <laughs> Which, unfortunately, uh, was, was not very good. <laughs> Dang. Which makes me sad. <laughs> it was not especially funny. Uh-huh. Uh, it was not especially interesting of a mystery. And on top of that, for some reason... Even though the Scooby-Doo series on a whole has been extremely influenced by Japanese animation, almost every film is done by a <laughs> Japanese animation studio. Right. It's kind of r- racist to Japan in that. No. <laughs> like, like more, more so than you'd think. Like, I don't know. Like, it really feels like most of the Japanese characters, of which there are a lot of Japanese characters, <laughs> are stereotypes and say, like, like have really bad dialogue. Oh, and no. the music choices even seem racist. <laughs> and, like... It's really, really weird. It feels less like homage and uh, respect for the culture and more like a bad parody of it. Yeah, and there's like this one really like absolutely wild moment that I just don't even know how to describe except like I, I can't picture why it was made as a creative decision in the movie. <laughs> like they're having this kung fu thing uh, from all around the world. There are martial artists coming over. <laughs> Uh, Daphne is one of them, one of the top <laughs> martial artists in the world, right? And they are—they're talking of about all of, all of these, all of these martial arts masters. And the one from Japan is like this big, like buff dude who, like, they call like Mad Dog or something, and he acts like a dog the entire movie. Oh no! Like he, he like he, he has a collar. He eats from a dog bowl. Oh my god! I'm like, what is happening? I hate this. Who wrote this down? <laughs> who said? Who thought of this and then put it on paper? Um. So yeah. Yikes. A lot of things that I really didn't like about it. It's um, a yikes for me. <laughs> the the end fight was fun. That's about the only thing that it has going for it. We have Scooby as a samurai and Shaggy also as a samurai working together. I did see part of that uh, fight. It that was, was pretty cool. That was fun. But I gave it a two star and I will probably never watch it again. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, then also on the sixth, watched Nathan for You, Finding Francis. Yeah. I uh, caught like the last half of it. Very, very good. Surprisingly good. Um, I mean, Nathan Comedy for You, Nathan for you is really good, but like this was, this was like. This is, I think, I think this is a solid like step or two steps above the show, honestly. Yeah, no, like this was surprisingly <laughs> thematically rich, surprisingly right. well paced and edited, a very interesting character study. Um, right. It's, it's a really cool film. <laughs> Very much would suggest it. Um, it's such an interesting movie. I don't know. Especially if you like Nathan Fielder Yeah, if you like all. Nathan Fielder. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really loved it <laughs> through and through. Very interesting. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Nice. Uh, also on the sixth. Also on the sixth, we watched uh, Robert Rodriguez's film we'd never seen before, Red, Red Eleven. Eleven. Basically his uh, film school his uh, film example school, His movie. film school for his kids movie. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <But> unfortunately... Uh, <laughs> It probably would have been better to just show them El Mariachi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Red Eleven. It's um, it was produced for like no money whatsoever. Yeah, which um, again was part of the he wanted to make yeah. a film, uh, that would show like and because he did a documentary about making the film too, a docu series. Uh, to show a bunch of filmmaking tips and stuff for how you could make a movie on a low budget. Yeah. Which, to be fair, this movie does a really good job of making you forget that it's, like, extremely right. low budget. Honestly, um, honestly, if the screenplay was a bit better on this, I probably would have given it, like, a four or but something. Yeah, I was it, about looks, to say, it looks but pretty great for sc- what it is. The screenplay <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah, no, it's not great. It's really muddled. It really thematically doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It reeks of something that I would, like, try and write as a child, which yeah. makes sense. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's really weird coming from even even Robert Rodriguez, because even his kids' films, like the Spy Kids movies yeah. and stuff, feel like they have a better screenplay than this. Even Shorts feels like it has a bit more solid of a screenplay like the, like <laughs> At any rate, it feels like it has a stronger idea for a story, which is yeah. weird coming from this, because you'd think making this movie they'd come out with a strong story but i honestly think just with something like this and it kind of bothers me about it it was much more focused on just like 
more being, technical a, being stuff. a technical like film yeah. to show to people than to actually have a solid story. But it makes me sad because I think it lost one of its biggest examples of why this could work because mm-hmm. you can pair budget filmmaking like this with an absolutely like <laughs> outstanding story and it'd be one of like the best movies out there. I was about to say Brick is really a prime example yeah, like of like, something like this done well where it has like a really great screenplay and it also makes great use of its small budget. To be fair, Brick still had a, quite a bit bigger no, budget than this. bigger had, budget had a, than this. It had about sure. like a, like a $25,000 budget. Which is which still is ridiculously super small. Super small, but like this, this had a like $7,000 budget or less, <laughs> which is insane. Which is dumb. And again, it does a really great job of making you forget that it's that low budget. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but no, it just didn't really work for me and the story yeah. was so weird and muddled and confused and like didn't I, I don't know i gave it a two and a half i gave it a three i thought it, i thought it was fine it's cool it's fine yeah. but like i probably wouldn't watch it again i have a feeling i'll probably enjoy watching the docuseries more than yeah. this <laughs> uh but yeah then on the seventh i watched scooby-doo and the ghoul school it's the ghoul school the ghoul school okay the best <laughs> Of the red shirt Shaggy. I guess I need to watch that. One. I want to. I want to watch something with Scrappy in it. Uh, Scrappy raps at the end. Yes. He, he. They. They pull out a beatbox and he raps the end what? of the movie. <laughs> um, Real. It's very weird. Uh, this is probably the best of these movies because it actually gives something, some reason for Scooby, Scrappy, and Shaggy to be doing anything. Yes. It actually gives them a purpose and a motive, but even then, not quite enough because, again, they do the same thing that they do with all of these movies. The whole premise of this is, like, Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy take a job at, as as gym teachers at a school. It's a workplace but when, comedy. But when they get to the school, it turns out to be that it is school. a ghoul school. And all of the all of the young girl students who are there are the children of famous monsters. What? You have the daughter of Dracula. You have the daughter of Frankenstein. You have the daughter of the mummy. You have the daughter of just some ghost. What? Uh, that is the premise. But the entire time, because Shaggy and Scooby are scared, they're like half wanting to leave. And Scrappy's like, no, guys, we've got to teach. We got to do it. And they're like, it's scared. But then once once they once they get to the volleyball tournament, which the movie centers the around, <laughs> and they find the other guys, the military boys who they're competing against, oh my gosh. Scooby and Shaggy get really into it. But then once the parents show up, they get super scared again. And at the end of the movie, they're like, we got to get out of here, even though they seem really happy with their job. It's so weird. It's I don't know what what's up with this run of Scooby Doo movies, but they did not know what to do with Scooby and Shaggy as characters. I need to watch this movie. (laughs) Hearing you describe it, I need to watch it. If I if I hear Scrappy Scrappy Doo rapping in a movie, I need to watch it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is no. I think that's Boo Brothers actually. Because I was about to say, yeah, because Boo Brothers is the one where they would where they were getting chased around. I was like, I think this is also the one where Scrappy does like. Well, no, I think it is this one because again, he's weightlifting because they're going to be gym teachers. <laughs> I think this is the one where he falls out of the back of yeah, the van. Yeah, no, holding, I saw that part holding a when weight you were and then like crunches up while smiling and being like, "Come on, guys, it'll be fun." He is insane. Also, <laughs> shout out to uh, the lady who checked us out at Barnes and Noble when we went for the Criterion half off sale. This was her favorite. She said Scooby this was Doo her movie. favorite Scooby Doo movie. Uh, Scrappy <laughs> says Puppy Power in this one. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I thought that was like a trademark of no, his. No, he doesn't say it all the Aww. time. But uh, I gave it a two and a half. And but this was definitely we my spent favorite. Way too long we spent way too. Long, but it's so much fun. To th- I love talking about Scooby Doo movies. Also on the seventh, I watched Life and see I'll make up for it because life is extremely boring and I have nothing to say about it. It is perfectly fine on all levels that make a movie it's fine. It's like the Meg, Mike. It is l- no, the Meg was bad. Uh, it is perfectly fine on all levels that make a movie fine, <laughs> but it is extremely boring and doesn't do much with its themes. It's like that one movie with Tony Collette. 
that space movie that okay, you, I was that like, you didn't I, watch. Okay, I was about to say, I don't, I don't know what Tony Collette movie you're referencing here, but yes, okay. I gave it a two and a half. Fair enough. Uh, then on the eighth, the we eighth. watched National Treasure. National Treasure, certified childhood classic. And man, I'm going to get to work. We got to <laughs> okay, gotta, okay. go fast. Um, National Treasure is so much fun. I could quote every line of it. The score. <laughs> The Very score good. is really cool. I don't know. This is, this shouldn't work, but it works so well. Very fun screenplay, um, and that's honestly the best thing about it. I right? Think. <laughs> I I love people like talking about because like so many people are like, man, this is such a weird little movie, and it's but like it works so well. And Nicolas Cage is so much fun in this, and right. Riley is like, here. The whole cast is fun. Um. So yeah, works really really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, f- four. Four and a half, five. baby. <laughs> Uh, then on the eighth, I watched Before We Go, or at least most of it, uh, oh, directed yeah. directed by Chris Evans. I, wa- I watched um, part of it. <laughs> very weird movie. It's perfectly fine, you know. Like that was my takeaway from it. Like it's it's a fine movie. Chris Evans before trilogy. <laughs> Chris Evans before trilogy, but like not not the charm that I imagined the before trilogy has because it was go. it was just kind of fine. It's interesting. I don't really have anything to say about it. it <laughs> the direction was fine. The cinematography was fine. The acting was fine. There you go. It had nice uh, jazz. Nice. I, go, I will say that. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a three out of five. Very good. Uh, then on the ninth, I watched Scooby-Doo, Mask of the Blue Falcon. Gotta love which it. Which was better than I thought it would be. It was actually pretty darn fun. Um I think it used its concept really well because instead of being a stupid superhero crossover movie, it took place at a comic convention in which the villain is using the superhero (laughs) stuff as as like source material, which is fun and cool. (laughs) Fun and and cool. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens. Unfortunately, this is like the worst movie for Velma. They did not know what to do with Velma at all in this movie. Not bad Velma. She sucks. (laughs) I give it a three. Out of five. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, then on the ninth as well, we watched Despicable Me. Despicable Me. It was its anniversary. Twelfth anniversary? Twelve years old. Man. Crazy. Crazy. Good movie. Somebody was born the same year as Despicable Me and they are now twelve. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Despicable Me is probably definitely the best of any of the Despicable Me yeah. movies that have come out. I was about to say, it is actually like funny surprisingly and... good like cinematic choices yeah there's inventive. good lighting um <laughs> i don't know i don't know why like i i miss when the minions were like ugly and kind of yeah, weird they, and look, creepy. they look really they look whacked out in this sometimes they're Dude, so smooth it's the teeth they're so smooth in the modern ones though and the lighting in their mouths yeah. works and this one they're just like creepy little pill guys that kind of they, they their bend. teeth are way too bright and they this. bend too much like they wrinkle <laughs> it's weird yeah but it's great that's better steve carell good in this the minions actually work pretty well it feels like it feels pretty fleshed out in what yeah. it's trying to do megamind is still better not to mention here. <laughs> jason seagal as vector jason seagal as vector is very top good tier. <laughs> top tier one of the best animated villains for sure yes uh, uh i gave it a three and a half i also gave it a three and a half very good <laughs> uh then also on the ninth i watched alvin and the chipmunks i had just watched this recently but my mom had somehow never seen this this was like the third time i've watched it now and it is fun absolutely it's not very great but it is so much fun <laughs> it's so stupid we have matthew gray Goobler as simon and he is amazing he says Always has been. he says you really need to pay your utility bill dave <laughs> and it's the greatest line delivery of all time he sounds um, so genuinely concerned the, the songs are so <laughs> 2000s it's funny I have the soundtrack for this movie and, in my library. My I, think, I think the concept of what happens in the movie is just so funny to me, too. Like, just right. the fact that the chipmunks are just, like, instantly accepted. And, like, they're just like, yeah, singing chipmunks. Those Dude. will become a big hit. Honestly, people nowadays in, in today's world were jaded enough. It, no one would bat an eye. <laughs> chipmunks started singing. I gave it a two and a half. Uh, then also on the ninth, that night... We watched The Adventures of Tintin. Yeah, first time watching it with our dad. Steven, 
Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Gotta love it. And again, another movie that categorically I liked more than Robbie. <laughs> he ended up giving a five. I don't and know. I gave a four and a half. This is this is the season of me realizing that all Spielberg movies are masterpieces. <laughs> I um, think. I love Ten Ten. I've always yeah. loved the comics a lot. We grew up reading them. I at love the, the library. comics. Who doesn't love They're the comics? They're so cool. Man. Um, shout out to Breadsword. Seriously, go watch Dude. his video on this. It really does Bread give Swords, you a Tintin whole new layer so to this. Because uh, I always loved the movie but there's really a lot that makes this a really special movie on top yeah. of it just being really fantastic on top of it being like a technical masterpiece a um, technical miracle and too. A, and a great no other mocap movie worked <laughs> right this worked um but like and a great adaptation of the comics it's also a really nice love letter to the comics in and, general and, and, the, and the writer the creator, yeah. which is just it's really cool yeah and the story behind it and the fact that spielberg was the only one allowed to make a movie it's it's cool. I need. I'm gonna give a Spielberg exclusive <laughs> rights gonna, to make a movie make about my life. Die and give Spielberg exclusive <laughs> rights. I got I got to pick a good director to make to make a movie about something that I made. But yeah, it's again, I give it. I give it a four and a half. I really, really love it. Though. Yeah, I give it a five. It's ah, it's just so good. Then yesterday we watched three movies. Three, three movies. Last three. Guys. We watched we the other woman. The other woman uh, directed by Nick Cassavetti. Heck yeah. Somehow the son of John Cassavetti of uh, of woman under the influence and Mikey and Nikki. <laughs> I don't know how this is a thing. His son directed His son directs a pretty rom-coms. good rom com. Like what? But this is surprisingly really funny. This I don't is like so Cameron funny. Diaz. I, it didn't look very interesting. Nikki Minaj is here for Nicki some reason. Nikki Minaj and and for some reason gives a good performance. Nikki Minaj is actually great. I don't in understand this. what happens in this movie because it, it, none of it should work. And it works so well and is really funny throughout. And then on top of the fact that it was like originally rated R and they got it on appeal to make it PG 13, so which funny, you think dude. would be really weird. But like, I don't know, man. It's the weirdest thing in the it's world. It's so weird, but it's very but it's, good. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's really fun and surprisingly well paced. I think, I right? think it's got some bad pacing towards the end. No, I, the end but, is its weakest part, but yeah, I think its pacing is one of its strongest but things. dude, for the first half of the movie, this thing is going and does <laughs> not It's like stop. back-to-back banger jokes. I love it. <laughs> uh, weird, the equivalent of live-action Simpsons. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, I give it uh, four, four I out of five. It a Good stuff. Three and a half. Uh, uh, then uh, my girlfriend came over and was with the prospect of watching two of her favorite movies with us, which we did. We watched uh, it. And we watched Scream, <laughs> Scream for the first time. Yeah, um, Wes Craven, super baby. super cool movie. It very first very time, cool. First time <laughs> ever watching it. Uh, I give it a four and a half this time around, so but I. but I could see I can no. maybe see giving this higher in the future. I said I, I said to myself I'm like I'm gonna give it a four and a half, but honestly I think if I like it like if I enjoy it even a smidge more on a rewatch it's gonna go to a five because like the performances are absolutely outstanding and yeah. there's something really like really kind of infectious about this movie in terms of how fun it is to watch. It's a really like spellbinding movie yeah. and the way it interacts with like the mythos of horror and just uh, like intertextuality and stuff like that is really interesting and really fun. And like you said, it's just a really fun movie to watch on top of all that. (laughs) <laughs> and again, watching it, watching it with my girlfriend was really fun. She's been trying to watch this with me for forever now. Um, very, very cool. My goodness, Scream! Great movie. <laughs> Scream! Can't wait to see more movie. of uh, Wes Craven's can't stuff. We, can't wait to see more Scream love, movies. Love too. the wide-angle lenses. Dude, there's <laughs> so many wide-angle lenses. <laughs> I keep saying I miss when you could feel cameras moving in movies, and this, this is one of the feel. this is one of the movies where you can feel the camera moving. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Uh, then also that very same day, uh, we turned on, uh, Demolition. Demolition. Um, Heck yeah. Which is, which is a very interesting movie. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, indeed. Um, I forget how to say the name of the director. He's French, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, French director. I, I don't know. I don't know the it's name. It's like Jean-Marc... Jean-Marc Vallée. Vallée. <laughs> I don't Vallée, know. I don't know. Director of Sharp, <laughs> Sharp Objects and Big Little Eyes and Dallas Buyers Club. Yes, if you've seen any of those. Um, <laughs> those are more well-known than this, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. Um, 
but it's a very weird movie, very odd because I mm-hmm. think it, I think it really kicks out of the gate with like some really fantastic filmmaking and really interesting concepts and premises and themes that it's playing around with. Yeah, uh, but it definitely gets pretty sloppy as it goes on and a little full of itself. Yeah, um, it feels very like first year film student kind of yeah. screenplay. Like it, <laughs> I don't know, um, but I admire what it's trying. Sorry, to do. sorry, Haley. I know you really like the sun, but like. <laughs> That was actually one of my, le- like, the mom and the son were actually some of my least favorite parts because I think that's when it started to just kind of feel like, oh, wow, look at this, like, quirky family I don't that know. he ran into. It went from, like, a super, like, kind of cool, like, character study to, like, TV movie, like, over the course of the movie, right? which is He's weird. like, oh, this super honest guy is getting him to not say the F word as much <laughs> and reevaluating how much weed she smokes. <laughs> and, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it kind of, I don't know. It, it kind of loses me because, like, it, it sets up a lot of the beginning of the movie in very personal stakes for the main character, and then it kind of loses that as the movie goes on i don't know yeah it's weird it, I, it's I an think, odd I, movie. I, again i think those two are really where a lot of my problems in the screenplay come up because again like you said it kind of drops him as a personal character yeah and ends up using him more as like a foil to mess with other people yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know it's a weird movie um but, <laughs> but that being said i really enjoyed it yeah. it's really really fun um and i really really enjoyed the character um that jake plays i don't remember his name Neither i think it's davis I. you yeah um, it's davis you're right <laughs> and like it really connected to me on a personal level like like i related to the character a lot which is interesting scary thought um but <laughs> no it was just like it i think it kind of like surprised me how much like the character caught me by surprise on how much i like felt personally relating to it but that's um, that's good art i guess yeah <laughs> i guess so i really enjoyed it still i have some problems with it yeah but it is very good um, I give it a four out of five. I give it a three and a half out of five. Still pretty good. Yeah, no, I liked very it. Very fun. And that is what we. That's watched. what we watched, baby. There's um, a lot of very good movies. A lot of a lot like of we, good. We, first we hit up like a lot of good movies in that time. Um, quick, quick rundown. Some of the some of the hits that you need to go check out. Um, Castaway was very good. Uh, Annihilation. First Reformed. First Reformed. First Reformed. Wild Strawberries. Wild Strawberries. Collateral. Collateral. Shutter Island. Shutter Island. <laughs> Finding Francis. Scream. Scream. All great. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Go watch a movie. Go that's, watch a good that's movie. That's my recommendation. Catch me if you can. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Forget about it. <laughs> oh, wait. If you've never seen Adventures of Tintin, that's top five. Ratatouille. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We So many good movies. <laughs> Go watch, go watch a Scooby Doo movie too. Go do do it for movie. me. <laughs> go watch Zombie Island. That's a good go watch Zombie. That is a good movie. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I gotta get ready for work. Um, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.